you're listening to Caddy Wampus. I would like to begin the airing of grievances. <laughs> it's summer, and we're doing some summer loving because we fucking watched Grease from 1978. Which, by the way, I don't know that I'm ever going to forgive you for making us watch this. I didn't make you do anything. <laughs> he, he didn't make us. <laughs> kind of did. We put it in the Slack. I, we, <clears throat> it's a discussion. You don't want to take place in the Slack discussion? You end up watching Grease. Remember that next time. Okay, so yeah, to David's defense, he did just propose it, and everybody just kind of went, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. For anyone who doesn't know, Grease is a musical film. It's an adaptation of a musical from the early 70s. It's about the late 1950s. It's ostensibly, it's a love story. It's one of the early star vehicles for John Travolta. This is right after Saturday Night Fever, which is his first big break after his TV show, Welcome Back, Cotter. Movie starts. It's 1958, the summer. Summer love. Summer loving. Having a blast. So, <laughs> John Tra- so fast. John Travolta plays. <laughs> John no, Tra- this movie took forever, actually. It happened so fast. That one scene. That one scene, yes. <laughs> the summer quick. The rest of the school year? Whoo. So John Travolta plays Danny Zuko, and Olivia Newton-John plays Sandy Olsen? Sure. I was going to say Koufax, but I know that's Sandy not Sandy right. Koufax. <laughs> the Australian with who, not- who plays Shoeless Joe Jackson? <laughs> yeah, right. They meet on a beach. They fall in love. Danny Zuko is actually a greaser. I would like to point out, what is the backstory of Danny Zuko? Because for the rest the movie he's this greaser he's in a gang he's a hot rodder but on this beach he's in fucking white khaki shorts and he's in a goddamn blue like he's button a, hawaiian shirt he's a poser yeah yeah, like, yeah was he just running a scam on the beach you can yeah. you can kind of see it like when he's walking around trying to act cool i feel like he is just a poser that doesn't know his way so is he, is he posing? i thought that was the whole plot of the yeah. movie was he, that, now is granted he's supposed to be like 16 and all these people are played by I like don't know, 50 year olds yeah 50 year olds are 401ks <laughs> and pensions well, that's that's what I was saying. Like when one of our other auxiliary characters shows up at the very beginning, uh, what's her name? Rizzo, I think is what Rizzo's she is. played by Stockard Channing. Right. When she shows up and she's just like, it's our senior year. I was like, bitch, you got a mortgage. I don't want to like, hear that. It's like, I've sm- yeah, yeah, especially with her voice where it's like, it's my senior year. I've smoked four packs it's of my senior year. I've been smoking for 20 years. Yeah. Just like, tell me about Kaiser Wilhelm. This movie is ostensibly a love story. What it's really is, is like, it's a fucked, like, gender politic nightmare that's trying to be nostalgic towards the 50s. And I think one of the reasons I think this movie is kind of important, quote unquote, is there's this nostalgia for the 50s. It's this ideal time in America. And Greece is this perfect example of we try and inject the things we like about our current time back into this time to make this the definition of America that we want. And by we, of course, I mean white men <laughs> and no one else in society because this movie does not serve anyone else anyone. other than no. young white men. I don't even think it's white men i don't like i don't want to be a part of their ragtag group no you don't want to join the t-birds no how about the scorpions no how about the pink ladies maybe i'd follow rizzo into hell yeah. i'm pretty sure i did god this poor woman <laughs> Just, period nostalgia is a kind of common thing across generations yes I, I remember my generation was super um nostalgic for 80s even though yes. none of us were actually born in the 80s we just grew up listening to a lot of things from the 80s and watching 80s films Steve F- I, fight me Steve I'm, and i just looked at it yeah, none like, of us what? were born in the 80s it's like fuck you 
you, you whippersnapper. The two, the, yeah, the two old fucks over here with beards. I'm sorry. Well, some, some people here were born in the late 80s. My apologies. So with that mid, said. Or mid. Mid. Or mid. So when you were three years old, do you remember everything about 80s culture? Oh, Reagan yeah. Reagan was a problem. <laughs> yeah, I remember 1989. I was three, coming off my last cocaine bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Reading some Brett Easton Ellis. Clearly, there were things that happened in the 80s that never happened in the 90s. Preschool was rough on me. My Guitar preschool. and my flock of seagulls haircut. Right. My preschool <laughs> so. got shut down by Reagan. <laughs> yeah. So I, all I'm Reagan saying is, shut down my mental preschool. <laughs> there's a nostalgic thing that happens to generations. That's what's going on with Greece in the 50s. It's not right, yeah, but yeah. it's it's accurate. No, like no. this happens every generation. So let's say American graffiti is your air piece of art that is 50s nostalgia. It's the beginning of the late 50s, early 60s nostalgia. Because really, when we say the 50s, we really mean the late 50s, early 60s. Like when we say the 50s in America, what we're really talking about is post-Korean War, pre-Beatles. Right. So we're really talking about like fifty. We're talking about like fifty-eight to sixty-one is what we're really talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're talking about. We're like talking about fifties nostalgia. Yeah, you're talking about a three-year period where people were still just like, let's go to the fucking yeah. sock hop. Yeah, the rise <laughs> of the teenager as a concept. Right. Because if American graffiti is your ur text, Greece is like the nail in the coffin at the end of that. You know, before John Hughes takes over in the eighties for what teenage culture should be. This is all about the baby boomers. Isn't everything in America? Just- no, no, but like. <laughs> I think if you root cause analysis, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this movie, Absolutely. because look at the years. And mm-hmm. we're, we're ended in the late 40s, right? So 45. Yeah, 45. Mm-hmm. Well, some some things were still going on through 46. But anyway, yeah. the point is... We dropped the bomb at 45. Yeah, I, I often have uh, baby boomers regale me with tales of racing through empty drainage pipes with, so the LA, uh, the flame, with flame-ridden cars that have giant... Mad Max style spokes so, on the wheels. Yeah, it's weird. So, so Danny and so just to kind of give everybody like a, an overview, Danny and Sandy fall in love in, on the beach. Sandy turns out her parents are not going to go back to Australia. They enroll her in high school. Doesn't know that Dan, it's Danny's high school. So he comes back. He tells everybody like, "Man, I had this great romance." She meets a bunch of people, the pink ladies. Man, I had this great romance. And then Rizzo Stalker Channing goes, "Oh shit, she's talking about Danny Zuko." I'm gonna wait six weeks till homecoming to spring that on her for some reason. Presumably he. She could have just... They're in the same school. Like, how did they not run into each and other? And what was... And also, Rizzo's ultimate plan is to just introduce them. She could have done that, like... Right. Immediately. She could have immediately been like, hey, I got a surprise for you. Watch it burn. You know? <laughs> that right. boy's right over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's right over there. He's the asshole picking on the fucking nerd. Yeah. Like... Oh, Eugene. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll get to Eugene. <laughs> or, so when Danny comes back, his, his boy, Sonny, who looks to be... 47. 57. Yeah, yeah, 68. He's talking to the principal. He, he starts talking to the principal, and they start, like, what I can only describe as 70s porn flirting. Yeah. But it's weird, because they were like, hey, maybe we'll bay in erasers after, uh, in detention. And I was like, most people who do this in porn are younger than these two people. Yeah. <laughs> Why <laughs> cast all these old-ass people to be high school kids? So one of the pink ladies is actually, like, 19 or 20. I'm assuming everybody else is probably in their mid-30s. Uh, yeah, it's 20s to, 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 to late 30s. The premise of the movie, the kind of crux of the movie, is that Danny is embarrassed by admitting he's fallen in love with someone, especially someone who is, quote-unquote, an ingenue, uh, a, a goody two-shoes, like, she's going to join the tryout squad, or the, she's going to join the tryout squad. She's going to try out for the cheerleader squad. She's going to try out for the tryout <laughs> squad. Try out for the tryhard squad. Yeah. She's going to join the cheerleader squad, and he's like this, you know, tough as nails, greaser, gang member. He's got a, they got a gang war going. they got a rebel out of cause thing going. And his ex is the head of the 
the pink ladies who's fallen in love with his other friend Kaniki. And it's just this so John Travolta's character Danny is just sort of awkward around this girl he clearly like has this connection to. And it's also this really weird version of history where I and granted maybe maybe this is how it was in the 50s, but I don't think so. Basically, this American teenage kid in high school is embarrassed about his uh a very attractive foreign girlfriend who's now at his high school. It's the equivalent of if we all went to high school together and I went, hey, I got a girlfriend in Canada and you all went, sure. And then fucking Colby Smolders showed up and was and what an A still wanted to date me. And somehow I was like, get away. I'm embarrassed in front of, I'm embarrassed by you in front of my friends. And I was like, this makes no fucking sense it all, to me. It came across to me more like he had appearances to keep up. That's all yeah, it was. Yeah, but what are those appearances? That's what I'm okay, saying. Of he's being a, just he's an a, he's asshole. A, he's of a, not fucking this attractive foreign that's, woman. That's why I'm saying he's a fucking poser. <laughs> He, he, yeah. can't, he, he can't act like him quote unquote self in front of her because he's got to be an asshole in front yeah. of all his friends. Right. He doesn't really belong And she's not in the kind gang. of girl that, you know. Right. The rest of his gang seems so interested in any girl that will talk to them. And then he is just yeah, like. Yeah, they're desperate. Yeah. And they, he, they he is like, absolutely not. You will not talk desperate. to me in front of my friends. And I'm like, why? What did. What did she do? You have a beautiful woman approaching you, and you're like, oh, I don't know her. Ugh, ugh, get her away from but me. But she's not cool. That's the problem. It's just like, yeah, he's that, not, well, they're not again, cool. Like, yeah, that, well, <laughs> right. Even in the world where they're cool, the idea that she's not cool is insane. Right. It's stupid. It's almost like this is a shitty movie. Is this, is this, is this a gang of incels? Yes. Yeah, there's a little. Is that, is that why he's like. You know, I've got a chance to have like a girlfriend, but I can't. I mean, Sonny is definitely a fucking incel, and because we'll get to what Sonny does later, which I fucking find unconscionable. Anyway, it's the senior year of high school, and part of the big kind of like act two midfield is we're building towards national bandstand because I guess we couldn't get the rights to American bandstand showing up to shoot a dance off at their school. It was kind of like in Street Fighter when the Allied nations <laughs> showed up instead of the UN. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because yeah. I couldn't get the rights to the UN. So the first big move of this movie is pep rally. To, to Brian's point about how lame the T Birds are, they are parked four feet from this goddamn rally to make fun of it. But they've clearly been there for the whole rally. Yeah, they, they came to hang out. <laughs> right? They're they're cool because they're off to the side smoking cigarettes, but they're still there. Oh the God. real cool kids would be out drinking by the river, so not hanging cigarettes. out at your school pep rally. The first scene, of, yes. the, the first time you see Travolta, he's smoking a cigarette right in front of the door. Now, I know the 50s weren't the same as today, but surely well, I mean, this even, wasn't that even the Have you heard Stocker Channing's voice? That high schooler is smoking like 18 packs a day. Even the gym teacher, like he sees the cigarettes and he's just like, you got to cut it back from two packs to one pack. Yeah, you, know, you got to cut, you know, he goes, you got to cut, Sid Caesar says you have to cut down to two packs a day if you want to be an athlete. Yeah. Well, I mean, back back then, people. <laughs> I was just like, that's insane. In but, that yeah. time period, people like you'd go to the fucking gym with a cigarette in your mouth. I always talked about this with Captain America in the '40s, where like I would be the '40s version of Captain America, where I'm athletic the way Babe Ruth was athletic. <laughs> In which I'm like, hold my cigar before I go out there and knock this slugger out. But you look so cool doing it, you know? I know, right? <laughs> I don't know that Babe Ruth ever really looked cool. A lot of people, I mean, two, a lot of people two disagree. people in the 40s. <laughs> Having seen Ken Burns baseball, I think he looks pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so uh, Danny and Sandy meet at the uh, pep rally. 
He tries to act cool. It really falls apart for him because A, he doesn't come off as cool. B, his friends still embarrass him. And C, Sandy now doesn't fucking like him because he's being a real dick about it. And Rizzo's plan, whichever it is, is come together now. <laughs> so then there's a sleepover with, with the pink ladies and Sandy. At which point, Frenchie, who wants to, he's the one who wants to be a beautician, um, really seems like she really wants to like fuck Sandy and or wear her skin. And Rizzo's is just... Is Frenchie the one that pierces her ear? And... Yeah, Frenchie's yeah, the one who yeah, goes yeah. to beauty school but fails. Yeah. So the T-Birds come by the to come by the slumber party to like break it up and get get laid and Rizzo's like I'm going to go get I'm going to go get a train run on me which is actually a line of dialogue. No, no, no. she says what do you think this is a gangbang? Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. I'm sorry, you're right. Not a train. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. But <laughs> she doesn't different. she doesn't want the gangbang. She's saying get the fuck out of here so I can go bang this one dude. Well, that's another good example too where she and Kenny well so first Rizzo shows up and kind of like starts talking to John Travolta and the way like Stocker Cheney and John Travolta play it I'm like I don't think Rizzo and Danny dated so much as Rizzo raped Danny. Yeah. Because Danny looks da- real scared of Rizzo and bolts immediately. Like, I don't want to talk R- to her. Rizzo's a... Rizzo's, like, the only woman who doesn't let anyone, like, sexualize her in this movie. She just does what she wants. Well, she sexualizes herself yeah, to, right. to, yeah, prevent, yeah. to prevent being sexualized. Or to she, prevent, she, prevent being treated treated in demeaning ways. <laughs> and, hey, we've all been there. That's yeah, um, true. But, but I'm the, not throwing stones. But the game vein line is, is kind of... Does lead me to one bit where she's like, Hey, guys, get out. And I'm like, yeah, man, get out. Like if I were, but you don't have to say this isn't a gang. But if I were Kaniki, you know, like if we were all in a car together, like those are not good friends. Like if if a girl drops into a car next to my friend and I'm in the back. And she starts getting up on him. I'm like, I need to leave. What your initial instincts not to go? Hey, can, can hey, I, can I get in on this? Can I just like maybe can at I... least watch or something? Yeah. I don't and you know, know and you know the leader of that fucking Sonny because he's a goddamn motherfucker. Still not the worst thing he does in this movie. We're gonna get there. So I fucking hated Sonny. In case so they, they get to they get to this makeout mountain. Yes, which I've seen in a million movies, but every time makeout point. Every make time they go to Makeout Mountain or Makeout Point or Fuck City, Fuck City. It's, it's usually the, the one worst TN, TNT show. It's usually the one car on the hill with the couple. Yeah, this one had like, a few. It's literally just like an orgy at the top of the hill. That's actually and, more accurate to how those things go. Right. Yeah, and that's I was never a part of that. You also didn't grow up in the late 50s I, I can tell you right now it was totally a thing where i grew up in this find somewhere it, else. It, it was a thing um, find anywhere there, no i agree there, there, was, there. there was a fuck mountain so sandy's kind of lawning after danny after this <laughs> they got to make out point and uh this is where it struck me that this is kind of this weird artifice of the of, of musicals because in a movie the idea that there's a scene without danny or sandy in it is really weird like there's way too many B and B and C plots in this movie because that's what when you're on a stage you can't just have Danny and Sandy there for the entire two hours of the musical, the costume changes, scene changes don't allow that. So you write in these subplots like we should not be seeing um, Rizzo and Kaniki on makeup point. Yeah, it it added nothing, but it did eventually lead to a plot point. Oh, but yeah. it wasn't a very necessary plot and also we saw how that scene went i'm very curious to know how that plot point was ever thought to be possible yeah yeah so what they get rear-ended by that dude from the scorpions yeah the the leader of the scorpions whose name is leo he makes this amazing comment after destroying this dude's fender i'll give you 75 cents for your car and your girl 
And he drives off and backfires as And I think he goes, hey, your girl, and that's a bargain. Or he goes, even that's a good deal or something for like, like he, he like throws an extra like, fuck you to stalker Janie. He's talking about her like she's property. Yeah, it was weird. No. And, and then, he's destroying his And then his later goes on to date her. So, okay. So, <laughs> y- y- kind of. So, what well, happens well, is you know. the famous number Greased Lightning happens where this is my favorite character of the movie. They go to shop class. And the shop teacher, Miss Murdoch, who is this older woman, kind of, kind of, kind of got that old dame kind of quality, like classical dame quality, is the shop teacher, and she is totally down with basically enabling and supporting this game. She's like Patrick Stewart in Green Room for like this fucking game, where she's like, yeah, yeah, boys, let's build this car so you can race that motherfucker. So Danny tries to make it up to to Sandy. By meeting her in the mall shop and trying to like be like, come on, go out with me. And then there's the most horrific line in the movie where he goes, don't make me laugh. Ah, ah, ah. His yep. laugh is so bad. It's like the Terminator trying to smile. He's never <laughs> laughed in his life and he's just like, ha. <laughs> and so Sandy says something that makes Danny go, I should change for this woman. So he immediately goes to the to the, to the the coach to Sid Caesar and goes, I'd like to do sports. <laughs> Which, One sport ball, please. I, which starts I my love, favorite montage in this I movie. I love that scene. This is the best part of the movie by far. It's where so Danny good. basically starts once. It's a montage where Danny and Sid Caesar as the coach go through one sport after another that inevitably end with John Travolta just hitting a man in the face. Yep. And Sid Caesar being like, that didn't work. <laughs> well, sport I guess you after should try running. After sport. And at no point he ever thought about boxing. Yeah, I know. So he, well, they they tried wrestling, and even wrestling he couldn't fucking do. Well, it's also <laughs> funny too. A face punch. Because kind of like Phantom of the Opera, it reminded me of this weird like cognitive dissonance that can happen in musicals where they're like, "Well, you're not coordinated." I'm like, he literally dances all the time yeah. in yeah. this movie. Same in Phantom of the Opera, because one of the big parts of Phantom of the Opera is that the Phantom can't sing very well. And so he wants Christine Daae to sing his words. But obviously you watch the Phantom who can't sing very well is singing perfectly because it's a musical. And it's like, which is why I, by the way, quick tangent, I don't have a problem with Jared Butler as the Phantom in the adaptation. Because the plot of the movie is that he's not a classically trained opera singer. He can't sing very well. Jared Butler does it almost like rock ballads. And and then Christine Daae sings in the traditional way. And I'm like, hey, this is how it's actually supposed to be. Anyway, back to Greece. (laughs) Do we have to? (laughs) More Phantom. (laughs) The montage ends, the the best part of the movie ends. And then Sandy and Danny get in this weird tete-a-tete of like, hey, Sandy shows off in front of... Sandy like goes and talks to Danny in front of her current boyfriend while he's running track. And you're like, who wants what? She has zero interest in that other boyfriend. Tom. Yeah, like, she, she straight up is just like, hey, I'm going to go talk to Danny real quick. And then she's like, look at that goof over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's real awkward. Yeah. Um, There's really not many characters in this movie that aren't just shitty human beings. Oh, yeah. I mean... Like... <laughs> So there's the, well, there's the nerd Eugene, who's a pretty decent guy, Eddie Deason, who plays him. And like the, the gang like makes fun of him and assaults him and knocks his shit out of his hands for a while. And then, then there's, then there's how they treat, this is so weird. So I don't know if this is brought up before the scene, but Danny takes Sandy to the mall shop on a date, but is like really embarrassed to be seen by her for some reason. Puts the menus up to hide them. Yeah. And then everybody shows up and then one of his gang, uh, Putsy, goes to one of the, one of the pink ladies, Jan, and basically says, hey, I like you, even though you're fat. And yeah. I'm like, this actress is objectively thinner 
funnier than other characters in the movie, yeah. including like some of the pink ladies. So in addition to it being horrible to say, it's also just inaccurate. It's, yeah, it's not right. So I was like, wait, wait, wait. Was this a thing in the movie in Act 1 I missed where they were talking no. about how she... Yeah, no, it was really weird. Everyone just he... treats everyone like shit the whole fucking time. So, that, so we get to the dance-off, uh, National Bandstand. And it is when Cha-Cha showed up as a character. Mm-hmm. I finally knew... This is what I wrote down. I was like, ah, now I know what it feels like when an obscure character shows up in an Avengers film. <laughs> <laughs> Except there is no Jack Kirby comic explaining what Cha-Cha's anti-life equation adventure with Danny was years ago. Because <laughs> like this movie acts like, you all know Cha-Cha, right? I'm like, what? what is, what is happening? <laughs> so Cha-Cha is apparently um, Danny's ex from another school who is dating Leo. But Leo is going with Rizzo Rizzo because Kaniki and Rizzo had a fight because Rizzo thinks she's pregnant and doesn't want to deal with it. More or less. Everybody got that? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody on board? No, I it's mean, I deep. get it. I don't like it, but I get it. <laughs> there was more. So there's a lot of dancing. Then halfway through this sequence, the principal announces that they haven't gone live with the show yet. And I'm like, half of this movie's in this dancing, this dance hall, isn't it? I still don't understand what transpired to make them get rid of uh sandy so that like, okay so they just, now it's like they just pull her in yeah all of like, a sudden it's just oh, like okay. yeah you're gonna dance yeah. with this so bitch for so a while. we'll get there so that's so that's the final nail on the head of sunny to me because so first the coach i just wanted to bring so meanwhile before that we want to check in with eugene again the coach announced that all couples must be boy girl and then the group uh makes fun of eugene calling him gay and then they shove him to the floor i'm just glad this movie found time to um completely belittle another group of people <laughs> yes yeah, sunny pulls because I, I had to watch it twice to figure out sunny pulls sandy off the dance floor and he places cha-cha in sandy's place i don't know why sunny does that it's I think so you're just as confused as us so well, i think it's it, i think it's just a it's it's a goof you know, it's just a prank. Like he he danced with your ex girlfriend. It's, ah. it's just it's just a prank. Which, by the way, if any of you ever pulled uh uh my fiance off of a dance floor and put an ex in my place, yeah. I will never speak to you. So again. you're saying at your wedding, I should so my not plan bring your for your ex. wedding is just like, off. Holy <laughs> shit! The idea that you would ever be friends with a person who did that to you. Yeah. Forget about the fact that it's on live national television. Yeah, but here's the problem: he just goes with it. That's the weird part. We're like, well, I can't embarrass the audience at home. I'm on national television. They need to think this was planned. Yeah, I mean, the show must go on. Danny knows that, apparently. I guess so. But it's sort of a play. He just doesn't uh, mind dancing. And not only does he dance with her, he fucking wins. (laughs) And then he runs after Sandy. So he tries to make it up to her by taking her to a date in the drive-in. And he gives Sandy his his class ring. Is that what it is? And no, she, she wants no part of him at yes. all. Yes. She is so mad at him. And then he's like. Understandably. He's like, hey, but what about my ring? And then she's like, oh, my God, Danny, I love you. She Immediately. says, she says, now I know that you respect me. Yeah. And even before he then tried to force himself on her, I immediately thought you're an idiot for thinking. <laughs> yeah. And then it basically turns into John Travolta tries to rape her. Yeah, it's really weird. And then she closes the door on his dick, which, you know, good for her. Solid move. Meanwhile, this is when Rizzo tells, um, not Frenchie, not Frenchie, not Jan, the other one, (laughs) that she's pregnant. And it gets back to Kaniki. They have a bit of a, they have it out at the, at the thing, at the drive-in. 
uh, John Travolta sings because he said that's the other problem. You know why this is a bad musical? Because none you can cut all the songs out and the movie still makes sense. Yep. That's a problem. You never should be able to remove if, if you have a song and you can remove it and the two scenes together, the movie still hangs together, the story still hangs together, you have a bad musical. I really That's what makes a bad musical. If you can remove the songs and the story still works, you have failed at a musical. The story happens in the songs. Character I, epiphanies happen in the song. They do that's not how Greece works. I can't remember if if it really means anything or if we're to this point yet, but the uh, beauty school dropout song. Yes, that it, yes, we skipped. Sorry, I skipped over that. Frenchie Frenchie drops out of beauty school and and um, tries to find solace with one of the older waitresses at the malt shop. I just feel like that entire subplot could have just been picked Cut. right out. I like, just it, well, it's baffling because like who gives a shit about that's like C plot. We're not even B plot. Yeah, now. and like the whole time like like. I don't know. We're watching it. I was like, why? Like, why are we here? Why are we singing this song? I knew right away. I was like, oh, this is like, this is like cream filling. You know, it's, it's filler. Yeah. It's because, it's because on, it's because on a stage. Yeah, the Danny, movie's already too fucking it's, long. It's because on a stage, they're, they're Danny and Zuko are in a costume change. <laughs> Danny, right. sorry, Danny and Zuko. Danny and Sandy are in a costume change. <laughs> so that makes sense. But in a movie, it doesn't make no, any sense. No, in a movie, you cut that shit. You don't even know shit about Frenchie and whether or not she should go back to high school. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Um, so I think now after that, we're at the, we're, so we're at the big race. Greased lightning is finished. Uh, this weird enabler shop teacher, Miss Murdoch promises to be at the illegal street race. The, the Ben-Hur street race. Yeah. Well, no, but I was, I was talking to the shop teacher. Like she's, first of all, she's probably buying these kids alcohol. And secondly, she's definitely fucking a freshman, right? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. this teacher. Okay. Just making sure. Um, it was a different time. It was okay to do back she's then. She's just yeah, living her best the 90s. life. <laughs> yeah. At the expense of these children, uh, these forty-year-old children, <laughs> and also, by the way, the street race. Apparently, Kaniki challenges guy to a street race off camera, right? Like, yeah, it's gotta be like. There's a lot of that in this movie where you get like of the subplots, particularly like the B and C plots. You get like Act One of the subplot and Act Three, and it feels like they cut all the scenes where it's like where Kaniki meets with Leo, where Frenchie fails at beauty school. Where Rizzo realizes she might be pregnant. Where, like, all these middle scenes are just, like, gone from the movie. The way that they get John Travolta behind the wheel instead of <laughs> Kaneki. I'm like, I'm like, what What the fuck? Just replace it. Like, if you want John Travolta in the race, just make him the one with the car to begin with. Well, yeah, with. he should be the one. What it should be is that Leo should drive up to the school and be like, hey, fucking Kaneki. I remember you and your goddamn whore. And then John Travolta steps up and like fucking knocks him out. And Leo's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm like, we'll settle this on the streets. But like, like how hard is that? Fuck this. We're racing for pinks. Yeah. Let's race for pinks, man. Like, yeah, because then you, one, one, your subplot ties back into your main character and Sandy should be there and be like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And he's like, this is who I am. And you're like, oh shit. Drama. Oh my God. Can for you imagine reason, in a for story? For some reason, I just got Pee Wee Herman saying, I'm a loner, oh, Daddy. A rebel. <laughs> he just gets um, in the car and just fucking races. So there's a lot of famous car chases in the LA River. Terminator 2, Repo Man. This isn't one of them. <laughs> this yeah. is just a Ben-Hur riff. It's yeah, super it's weird. It's got that weird, like, spiked what, Christmas tree. Again, like, why did his car have spikes on the hubcaps? Why do semis have it now? That shit freaks me out. Because it's been, it's, it, it, I feel like, well, one, I think they're doing it because of Greece. <laughs> All semi truck drivers just love Greece. I thought it was so that you gave them a wider berth. Yeah, you're supposed to, it's, it's so you, so you're afraid of this uh, massive four ton object. Yeah, you should probably already be afraid of it. They don't need the spikes. 
Oh, I don't. I don't. You guys driven like a heavier vehicle before? Like a little car passing almost, by uh, too close, like it knocks the steering wheel around. So the yeah, spikes yeah, are like, a, stay no, away from me. Now I don't approve of them. I think they're dumb, but yeah, yeah. I would even say edgy. So, so they do the race. Dude, uh, buddy yeah, wins. Yeah, yeah, dude, buddy. Yeah, Danny wins. Um, of course. Uh, Sandy's there to watch and from it, afar. And when she, when Danny wins, is it Frenchie? She walks up to and goes, "I feel like I should change my life to be happy now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the moment to me where I was just like, what? what is happening? Because the entire crux of the film is Danny decides it's kind of a gift of the Magi kind of like bullshit where Danny's uh-huh. like, I'm going to change me to fit Sandy. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and then of, all of a sudden she's like, no, I'm going to change me to fit Danny. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah, was like, oh, she's moved yeah. on from him and she's grown as a person. This is at least no, uh, a little yeah. heartwarming. She has not moved on. And, yeah, and next time we see her. Uh, I sold my watch to buy you this. Right. Oh, I bought you this thing to fix what? your watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, she shows up at the very end of the movie at the, you, well, congratulations, you graduated high school. Get the uh, fuck out, Carnival. It's the gift of the Magi, but it's half the gift of the Magi because you get that scene with Sandy, and then you just sort of cut to Danny looking at her, and I'm like, I guess that's his equivalent of this scene? Like, yeah. you don't get him deciding to change, which is a problem. Well, no, he Well, he I did. mean, that was his he whole... He shows up in the little blazer. You don't get, you don't get, so you get her deciding to change? Yeah. Deciding? You don't get him deciding. Like, it should be, like, a duality. At this point, you should be cutting back and forth. Right. You know. Instead, you get him showing up, and then she shows up, and her... She shows up with big hair and a cigarette, and is just like, Apparently, that outfit she was wearing, she had to be sewn into. Well, because it broke, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so she shows up, and he's like, oh, fuck this, and just throws his clothes. Well, yeah, he barely changes. He wears exactly what he's always worn and puts a sweater over (laughs) it. And he's like, whoa, She actually got into different clothing. (laughs) Yeah. Changed her hair, changed her clothes, changed everything. He drops a Letterman sweater off, and it's exactly who he was the whole fucking time. Surprise, it's me. He's like, me. gotcha. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> it was all awful. Like, Well, this is where I mean, this, the, 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 the sexual and gender politics of this movie, the sociopolitics of this movie are, are just atrocious. Because, and not only atrocious because it's not even like you can take the wrong message from it. But even then, the message, even if you didn't, the message is so confused. It doesn't know what it's trying to say. Because at one point you think, okay, well, I guess it's trying to say, I think in the best of all possible worlds, it's saying that Clicks in high school are not your identity. And if you just be yourself, you'll find happiness with another person. Which is not the worst message in the, in the world. But, but they the movie, relay that very terribly. Yes, I don't understand that how that falls apart Right, so at the very quickly. end, that's, that doesn't even... Because all of a sudden, if that was the message, now all of a sudden she's just like... Well, I'm going to fall into that identity anyway. Well, yeah, because it, feel, well, it feels like the problem is that the movie is basically like, well, who cares yeah. at the end? And that's the issue because they're at this carnival. Well, and then the movie takes this other shift, which is that we're at this carnival. So everybody graduates. We're at this carnival. And everyone's like, we're going to be friends forever, right? And they're like, yeah. And they start seeing I'm like, wait, was that the theme that we'll be friends forever? Yeah, forever and ever. That didn't seem like Sh- the theme of the movie. bing bong. Also, by the way, somebody somebody grabs Eugene and puts a pie in his face. So I can only assume he killed himself that summer. I thought it was really strange that the two, in my opinion, most popular or the songs I knew the most from Greece Are the first one in the Greece No, the last two songs. Okay. For some reason, those last two songs are the ones that you I've had to have known, known. Greased Lightning, though. Yeah, but it's not what I remembered. But uh, Summer Love, Greased Lightning, 
uh, bop shawop to bop, bing bang bang, whatever that song is. And the um, you're, you're the one that I want, which I didn't know they were saying. You're the one that I want until and what when did she's, you? Think I thought they were, they were just going. Bada, 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 bada. Just making sounds. I thought they were just making sounds because the song after it's just sounds. So why wouldn't I? I mean, fair enough. But <laughs> you so know what? For all this time, I was it's like, hard to argue with that logic. It's like they're just making sounds. <laughs> there are and, songs where ninety percent of it is just. Sa- there are songs in this movie where ninety percent of it is just sounds they're making. And, and she told me that, and I was like. Wait, it all makes sense, but now the song is worse. Everything about this film was worse. Oh, also Rizzo I, Rizzo goes to Kitty and goes, Surprise, I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> At so let's go. He's just like, oh, okay, cool. You belong to me now. Yeah, I own you now. You're like, and she's like, Really? Uh, yeah, just like oh I mean, sorry, boy. She, sorry, she's like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not pregnant, so let's go fuck. Let's fix that. <laughs> it, let's. So to to be honest, as much as I hate a lot of things about this movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it. You know my least favorite part of the movie? It's that the car flies away at the end. Oh, so out of, like, just I, out there. To this day, like, if you asked me, like, before I rewatched this, what do I remember most about this movie? It's the car flying away. It's the it's, car flying away, because I'm like, based on, like, wait, what are you... And it's what? not even shot well. It, you well, don't, yeah. You but, don't I even mean, see the car fly. You see... What looks like clouds and them no, going it's just up. No, it's just two <laughs> rear projection shots. But Yeah, it's but awful. Like, it, it's I because don't... they're getting high. No. Really? Is that what we're supposed to take from it? Like, what is the meta? What are if, they trying to say? If they want to say that, I need to see the joint. I need to see the consumption Show of Show me weed. the needle. The you car just... flying away pissed me off so much. They get into a high ride and they fly away. And then Olivia Newton-John looks back to camera and waves. And I was like, does she see us? I, I, <laughs> oh, no. I get the suspension of belief with... Disbelief. Disbelief. With... Um, <laughs> Oh, I suspended my belief for this movie. With, uh, I decided to not believe. It worked with Grease Lightning, like the song. It yeah. worked with Beauty School Dropout. Because it's it's them kind of well, the, singing in their head. Yeah, well, though, you're yeah. not meant to believe that what's happening is really happening. Right. But because the, reality this, comes back at the end. But this is them like, no, they're flubber. No, they left. They they're, flew away. They went and to Robin Williams. They got some flubber. And they went to the fucking moon. <laughs> like, I, I don't know where they got it, but... I went to Jerry Lewis, got some flubber. flubber. Yep. Um, has anyone seen Grease 2? Absolutely not. Fuck no. Well, surprise. I, no, I didn't. Surprise. <laughs> I watched it. Shh. I'm <laughs> very disappointed in you. Did you watch well, Grease 3? guess what? No, I didn't watch Grease 2. Although, apparently, I, I, Grease 2 was part of a planned trilogy of sequels, and then after the flop of Grease 2, they canceled the other two. And I was like, what would have 3 and 4 been? I looked at the Wikipedia of Grease 2 and saw that Leo returned, and I was like, that kind of makes me want to watch it. Is, is he the lead? <laughs> no, no, oh. but he's back as Leo. I, I kind of want to see Grease from the Scorpion's perspective. <laughs> what like, is with all these crazy like, motherfuckers? But it's not a musical, and they don't understand why everyone's yeah. singing. But like, maybe the T-Birds are doing some weird shit to the Scorpions. So, uh, uh, Grease 2 is set uh, two years after the original Grease. It's the same school, but it's a new relationship between um, new T-Birds and new Pink Ladies. Except it's Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Maxwell Caulfield. Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. When was this made? Uh, this was 92. No, it was made in like 82? Yeah, 82. Also, Christopher McDonald's one of the T-Birds. Sounds like you're watching it. I might. You enjoy. So who's Good back from Greece? So Frenchie comes back. The principal comes back. 
Sid Caesar comes back. I thought it was everybody except for the two leads. It's not everybody. Mr. Spears comes back? I don't know who Mr. Spears was. I don't like Grease mostly for the messaging of the movie. I think as as a movie, it's 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 not incompetent, but I wouldn't call it good. It's not competent either. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't that bad? Uh, that, Isn't I, that that, that, yeah, by definition, that would make it incompetent. It's neither. It's it's such a it's such a it's such a not movie. It's a thing. People well, like it. It's 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 the kind of movie where you're like, this is because of John Travolta. This is why people like this movie. This is why it had any cultural cachet. Because at the time, John Travolta was an incredibly charismatic young star. And he is charismatic in this movie. Like, when he is singing and dancing, he is charismatic. All right. What else do we want to say? So, what's our final thoughts on... On Greece. Greece. Their economics are poor. It's a... What the fuck? (laughs) Wow, 2009 called. The one that joke. You're welcome. (laughs) I didn't hate it. That tells you what I think about it. I didn't hate watching it. I hate things that the movie is about. I hate that it exists. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I hate the act of watching it is not nearly as bad as knowing that it, it exists. exists. It, it, like it did a lot of things that I found very wrong, but yeah. I do. I don't know. I didn't mind it. Like watching it wasn't as bad as I thought. When you said let's watch Grease, I was like fuck that. But it, I think it also helped. I had somebody singing. In the whole yeah, movie. exactly. You had somebody that wanted. You to had a watch goddamn grease cheerleader. <laughs> right, right. I had nothing. The under- I had my sadness to accompany I, me, and I'm really scared and disappointed that so many people think this movie is legendary. Yeah, it's that. That's the part that bugs me. I that, think it's that, because they haven't watched it since it came out. I, I don't like the phrase. This has not aged well. This has Be- not aged because well. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to hold certain i don't i don't think overall it's necessarily fair to hold art to a modern standard however i do believe art should survive into a modern standard and that's what makes that's what makes like timeless art cultural art so i think like unfortunately the simple truth is the sec the sexual politics of greece were wrong then and they like like and 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 triple wrong and now watching it now you're like oh this is worse yeah it's 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 just worse like it was bad in 1978 to hold up the 50 like it is it is it is a post roe v wade movie but it's holding up this ideal of the 50s as like should we just go back to when we could just like you know knock women around yeah and, wasn't like, life better like when garbage? they just did as they were told yeah like like that's i think that's the shitty part like it's that's that's why it doesn't work because because in my opinion I'm like this didn't work then terrible <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Garbage. <laughs> now I hate it even more. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at caddywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly. 